Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Our guest today is Dr. Helen Law, a licensed acupuncturist who has practiced Chinese medicine for over 21 years. Dr. Law has been recognized as a New Jersey top doctor for her commitment to excellence in acupuncture. She joins us again today to share her expertise and advice about dealing with so many different issues. But today's topic, I am really thrilled to present It's neuroscience in women's health. The topic today that we're going to talk about is anxiety, depression, chronic pain, and insomnia. So often we find more and more among women, especially since the COVID pandemic, is just bringing this to the forefront. Helen, I think today we're going to start with anxiety. And we know that anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S. And this is affecting 40 million adults in the United States ages 18 and older. But as we see, the data indicates that women are two to three times more at risk for this in their lifetime than men. And that's why today we've asked you to join us on this podcast to talk about anxiety. And then we'll go into some of the other issues, but I'd love to start with anxiety. Okay. Thank you for um, having me here to talk about these topics. And I've seen so many patients with that. and I really like to go into a little bit more about especially women, particularly women and adults under the age of 35 are more likely to experience anxiety than other groups. This can be triggered by experiencing traumatic events, stress, or negative events from childhood or as an adult. Family history of anxiety, depression, or other mental illness, we know that a lot of women suffer from that. And hormonal changes, drugs or other medication can trigger the side effect of that. Anxiety disorder can cause rapid heart rate, palpitation, and chest pain. This is not just a physical problem, but also actually disrupts a person's life by impacting their relationship with others, self-confidence, and the ability to complete daily tasks. We, we sometimes hide it and we don't want to face it, but by not facing it, it creates it. And I think it also leads so many times to depression. I know that women are twice as likely as men to suffer from mood disorders. And nearly one-fourth of all women, like one out of four, experience depression at some point in their lives. And I know that in your, you know, servicing of so many of these women, you've seen this. Can you talk about what you've seen and some of the statistics that you see in this area? Because anxiety can lead to depression. Especially women, we all know that we actually go through six stages of endocrine cycles. Puberty is in teenage, premenstrual, pregnancy, postpartum, perimenopausal, and menopausal. So there's six stages. Wow. But women going through hormone ups and downs through their lifetime. The hormonal dysregulations of these stages can cause depression more frequent than men. And of course, the social factors can lead to higher rate of clinical depression among women, including stress from work, family responsibilities, the role and expectation of women, and increased rates of sexual abuse and poverty. One out of every six women 
has been sexually abused. And, and they're so frightened to come forward and talk about that or to seek help from individuals like yourself who can say, let's put an end to say the anxiety and the depression, because it can also kind of lead to this chronic pain that we're going to talk about a little bit. The anxiety is sort of the response to that stress or, or the pressure that they're feeling. And it can cause a variety of psychological and physical symptoms. I know that you see every day when you're working with patients. And when we feel as women overwhelmed or anxious, we might notice our heart rates and our breathing. But talk a little bit about for us some of the things that you see every day and some of the statistics that you, I know you study or I always tease you, but you're an avid learner and studier. Talk about the results of this chronic pain that these two things are causing. Anxiety actually is known to make sufferers hypersensitive to pain. The muscle tension when you're anxious, body soreness, headache can create its own kind of pain that can become chronic pain. And people suffer from depression tend to experience more severe, long-lasting pain than other people. Women are more likely than men to experience chronic pain and use prescription opioid pain medications for longer periods in the higher doses. And of course, being a woman suffering surgery like C-section, childbirth, and colonectomy, and the rotator cuff, shoulder, and hysterectomy. So. This is stunning to know that women make up 65% of total opioid prescriptions and 40% more than men. And even more so, we find out after the surgery, they put on the opioid pain medication. It only takes five to seven days to become opioid dependent. And I think as a result, as women, we tend to accept prescriptions and things, maybe that we have other alternatives that we can used to prevent some of it. And more so, there's a lot of there. I have women come to me and they say, do I really have pain? Because they, when they go to the doctors, doctors tend to be not dealing with their frustration or pain that's all in your head. And also because the hormone changes and the pain threshold are highest, the low estrogen phase, which is a follicular phase, and lowest, in the luteal phase, which is high estrogen. So we do go through high and low estrogen levels through the lifetime. Migraine, for example, is a condition prevalent in females, which worsens during the menstrual cycle. And we all know that. A lot we of women do, and, and having had a daughter, I, I watch that, and yet you often as a parent feel so helpless. And so I think that that's why podcasts like this are so helpful in that there are alternatives or there are areas we can read about and study and reach out for help. And the last area I think that we really need to talk about is insomnia, because if you're in chronic pain during the day, you're depressed, you have all these anxieties, then we're supposed to just close our eyes and go to sleep. It just doesn't happen. So it tends to be more frequent in women. And that's why this last area is so key, because women do have trouble sleeping and women are twice as likely to experience insomnia as men. So I, I, I thought maybe that would be a last area you might want to touch on just to make us feel like, hey, we're not alone out there. All women are experiencing this in some ways. It's so common to people that suffer chronic insomnia. I have patients complain about either they can't fall asleep or they can't stay asleep. And they may be like so exhausted to hit the bed and sleep. But then they wake up after two hours wake up every hour they wake up because of stress. 
and the concern about their work, their school, their health, finance, and the family, and everything can keep your mind active at nighttime, make it difficult to sleep. So a stressful life event, trauma, everything, illness, divorce, jobless, causing insomnia. You're too humble, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the acupuncture and, and how you come in and you said, okay, let me see if I can help women without giving them some of these drugs or without making them feel like they're groggy throughout the day because they have to function. So would you talk a little bit acupuncture-based? Sort of, We know it's based on neuroscience, and that's what our topic is today. Can you just talk about this so that we can understand what that means and how it affects the mind and how it might help us? I know that so many of us, including myself, will say after we've been treated for acupuncture or without having to take prescriptions or medicine, that we feel so relaxed from the acupuncture treatment and that we don't feel that anxiety and depression. It's so reduced that we felt great. And I know I, I'm probably jumping in here, but you have done a, an amazing job and you represent your field so well in your research and what you've done for women that you're too humble to say it. So I'm going to say it for you, but I know how relaxed and how much it's helped with sleep. If someone goes through a trauma experience, they begin to sleep better because of this. So could you talk a little bit about the alternative of the neuroscience of acupuncture? That would be very helpful and kind of bring us full circle to the four areas that we talked about, the anxiety, the depression, the chronic pain, insomnia. How does acupuncture come into this? How can we look to that type of thing? A lot of people don't realize what acupuncture is. They say, oh, I'm spraying the needle. I don't want to be. Or is that just treating something symptomatically? Or is it short-term, all that? It turns out acupuncture is much deeper work on your body. It is totally based on neuroscience. And the neuroscience meaning that when the acupuncture performs on the body, it actually sends a signal to your brain. The best natural approach to control anxiety, depression, chronic pain, and insomnia. How do we do that with targeted region of the brain for neural rehab? With anxiety, depression, your brain, some neuropeptide, neurotransmitter is not working properly. So we can actually help the, the rehab the, in the brain and modulate the brain chemistry without side effects because we're not putting drugs in you. And so a lot of people suffer outcomes. People come to me taking medications, antidepressant and anti-anxiety, SSRI and some SNRI medicine. These drugs actually, it is benzodiazepine and all kinds of serotonin uptake and everything. But imagine acupuncture will can stimulate your GABA, your serotonin, dopamine, benzodiazepine naturally and also reducing the cortisol. Which you is have done hormone. such a good job, I know, of working with women. So, yes, they are on medicine. So you always, you're so respectful of that. On the other hand, if you can reduce some of it or you can blend it, it's such a wonderful gift that we have that we're able to use the natural neuroscience and what maybe our regular doctors. I know that you've worked so closely with the medical field in this, yeah. which I think is, is a real gift that you bring to that, that we can blend it and that we need probably to question more about things we're taking into our body. And that's the gift you and this field has brought to us as women. Yes, I'm happy that in this local place, I have plenty of the medical doctors send patients to me, the orthopedic, doctor, neurologist, and OBGYN, and acupuncture can regulate the hormone. 
acupuncture can regulate your serotonin and can actually boost up your benzodiazepine, helping the sleep and calm your nerves down to reduce the cortisol, the stress hormone. So this is all naturally and be able to be done. And I just feel so much I want to help everyone out there who suffer from this be able to be approached by more natural methods to help them to live a happy life and without suffering as much and leading their daily life normally. And, and women of all ages. And that's why I think I always feel it's such a gift to have you on the podcast because I think naturally all women, whatever field they are, career one, help other women. And so I, I can't thank you enough for joining us today and for sharing your intellectual knowledge and your gift of giving back. I mean, this is such a great gift for women just to hear and to think about, does this affect me or does this affect my daughter or my mother or my aunt? We are always helping other women. So thank you so much, Helen, for joining us. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.